Morning. Morning. Uh, just tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing uh, as far as starting church and everything. Um, I think we're in business now. So, all right. Uh, I just take a minute here and just tell you kind of where we're going. Uh, it's a town called La Follette, Tennessee. It's uh, just south of the state line there in uh, Campbell County. Um, y'all know where Norris Lake is? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to go there, don't they? <laughs> no. uh, anyways, but uh, it's kind of, but no, that's where, where God's called us to, to go, and uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, we prayed about it, and, and we've seen uh, swing God start opening doors as far as uh, a place to live, even, uh, even a job. It could be a part-time job. I can work as much as I want, but the Lord's already opened a Open a door for that, supplying for our needs. So it's a it's a, it's a great blessing there. So we know the Lord is Lord is in it. He's blessing, and uh, we've got some prayer cards on the back table there. Uh, of course, our our little girl that's on there. She looks a lot smaller uh, now, or on the picture than she actually is now. She's grown pretty fast, and you know I can t- I, I tell you this. I know she's a Baptist. Because she loves some homemade buttermilk biscuits, I tell you that. <laughs> and uh, and so, but uh, but yeah, we're excited. Uh, we're seeing how God's working, and and just uh, we're looking forward to getting there and uh, and reaching those people and being a light in the community. Uh, we're, the name of the church is going to be Gospel Light uh, Baptist Church, and and so we're uh, we're just looking forward to getting there. So, go ahead, and turn your Bibles to Matthew. Chapter 26, verse 31 uh, through 35. And if you will, stand with me if, if you're able. And we'll read a few verses here, and then we'll uh, read a few more uh, later in the chapter here. Verse 31, Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, it says, Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Verse 33. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of of thee, yet will I never be offended. Then Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Now let's uh, look at verse 69 in the same chapter. Says, Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. Verse 73. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Verse 75. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock uh, crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you right now. I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. That it's the appointed time that you have 
Uh, you brought us all together, Lord. And Lord, just I just want to yield myself to you today, Father. We just thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, the title of the, the message that what to do when the rooster crows. What, and it's kind of a, I believe that it's something that, that we all, and what, when the rooster crows, what that meant when the, when the cock crew went for Peter is it was a time where he, he something, it, his eyes were open to what he had just done, to, to the, the decision that he made, his eyes were open to it. But let's think about Peter for a minute and what kind of man he was. You know, he was a man that was willing to just lay down his life for Jesus Christ. I mean, the night before, I mean, he was or the day before he was he was willing to, to go to battle for Jesus Christ. He was willing to just give his life, his entire life. He loved Jesus dearly in his heart, with his with his mind, his whole body. He just loved Jesus Christ. He was uh, he was I mean, they were uh, he loved him like like his own brother. And so. Uh, but we find Peter here, we find him that he denied Christ not once, not twice, three times, and he actually starts cussing in there a little bit. He starts cursing just to kind of just to, to show that, he, hey, I'm not even a part of this guy. I'm, I'm going to go off and I'm going to use a foul language here just to prove that I'm not, not, part of that, not part of Jesus Christ. But we find out that he remembered, that he, uh, he remembered what had happened. When the rooster, when the when when the cock crew, and so I, I want to focus on what kind of took place in Peter's heart and mind when and after the cock crew, and the way he felt, the way the way he probably uh, I guess you say the way he he probably had hatred towards himself, the way he had emotional pain that was inside of him because of one thing, a decision that he made. You know, oftentimes in life we make decisions that that may uh, have an impact on our life. That decisions we've made maybe ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Um, that I would have been in, not like not even a year old at that point, but uh, so I wouldn't be making decisions back then. But no, some of us we have made decisions long ago in our life that now, after so long, you can't go back and fix it. But you have this this thing in your life that you're you're battling because it's a decision that has caused you to be your your to have bitterness and hatred towards yourself because of something that you have done, whether it was on purpose or whether it was by accident. Something that we have to live with and to overcome. And so I, I hope I can be a help today with this. But and you know sometimes we have bitterness not towards other people, but we have bitterness in our heart towards who. The person you look at in the mirror. It's something that we, that we all will face, have faced, or will face again in our life because, what, we're sinners, right? We have, we have this sinful flesh, this sinful, the, 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 just the sinful uh, uh, desires that we have sometimes or, or things where we get off track a little bit. We make a decision sometimes that, that can lead us in a way that, is, that can be destructive to our own life. And the, the whole purpose was, or the whole reason why we did it was because we made that decision. So I want to give you kind of a path today that I believe will help, will help us get back to where we're supposed to be, get back to, to doing what we're supposed to do as a Christian. And so there's, there's a, f- a few steps here that I believe that if you follow them, that if we follow them, that it'll help us to overcome that, that bitterness and hatred that we may have towards ourselves. 
because of something that we, uh, something, a decision we have made in our, in our own life. And so that's uh, the number one. You have to own what you've done. Just like with any sin in your own life, we have to own the decision that we made. You know, a lot of times we can go to counsel with people. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 12. We'll read a verse there. But, you know, we can, we can get a wise counsel. We can get counsel from, uh, from a pastor. We can get counsel from um, somebody that we, we hold in high regards, whether it's your dad or whether it may be your mom, whatever, whoever it may be, somebody that you take wise counsel from. But at the end of the, end of the day, the decision that you make based off of that, that counsel that you, get, you gather, whose decision is that? That is yours, Right? I mean, that, that's just the way it is. If I decide to set my alarm for 6 o'clock and I sleep through that alarm, that alarm didn't make me sleep through it, <laughs> did it? No, it was my decision to sleep through the alarm. Everything that we do in life is our own personal decision. Now, we can say, well, we can blame this person or blame that person for what we do or the reason why this happened. Well, I didn't have a great home life. Well, okay, a lot of people don't have a great great, uh, home life when they're growing up sometimes. Things are hard for a lot of people, but that doesn't have to determine the decisions that you make. You can decide that you're going to do the right thing. You don't have to. You don't have to stay in the mire. You don't have to stay in the muck. You don't have to. Once you become a, a 18, 19 years old, you don't have to graduate high school. You don't have to go off and, and, and live a life and sow your wild oats or whatever, like people like to say. You don't have to do that. That's a decision that that we make. That that you make. It's all on you, the decisions that we make. If we look in verse uh, 20, uh, let's see, 22 of chapter 12 of Proverbs, and uh, it says, Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. You know the person that we hurt the most when we lie? Well, the first person we hurt is the Lord, is the Lord because it's an abomination. The Lord hates that. The Lord loves us, but he wants us to, he wants us to be honest with ourselves. But the second person is yourself. If you're going around just lying to yourself saying, well, I'm, I, you know, that decision, that was their fault. That was their fault. That was, that was his fault. That was dad's fault. He didn't, he didn't raise me right. That was mom's fault. She didn't, uh, she didn't love me like she should have. I don't know what it might be, but whatever you're blaming a uh, decision that you made on, we've got to get place. We get, get back to where we are just accepting the decisions that we make because it's all on us. Nobody else. It's all on us. And, uh, and the, the verse says here, but they that deal truly are his delight. God's delight. God loves it when we are honest. God wants us to be honest. He respects us when we're honest. Which he, he, he desires that we be honest with ourselves. He doesn't want you to continue to lie to yourself about things because that, that thing is never going to end. You're going to lie to yourself about this, about who you really are, and about the decisions that you've made. Because you're never going to grow as a Christian. You're never going to grow as a person until you own the decisions that you make. Because if you don't own the decisions you make... Are you going to keep making the same decision? Well, absolutely. If you never own up to what you to 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 what you have done in your own life that's brought you to a certain place or whatever, 
or caused a, a certain uh, aspect of your life to be difficult because of a decision you made, if you don't own it, you're never going to get, get uh, overcome it. So the first is you own what you've done. You own the decision that you made. And, uh, and if you do that, God's going to have delight in you. He's going to have favor in you, and he's going to help you. Number two, uh, go and turn back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 75. It says, And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. The first three words, it says, And Peter remembered. He remembered. He remembered Jesus Christ saying that he would deny <laughs> You would deny Christ three times before the cock crew. So what does that mean? When, he, when Peter remembered, he reflected on what he had done. He reflected on what he had done, and he realized what he did and what it meant for him in his life. Now, decisions that we make oftentimes, we don't think about what it means to our life until after we've made those decisions. And so, Peter, same situation here. I mean, you've got a man that would have died for Christ. He would have just laid his life. He would have, he would have went out and he would have grabbed his sword, and I mean, which he did. But, um, he, I mean, he would go to war, go to battle for Jesus. But you find him denying, you know, he, he forgot he forgot who, who's the one to be faithful to. He, he forgot what Jesus had done for him already. And so, but, he, but when, G, or when Peter realized what he did, it was the time of reflection. And, and, and when you have that time of reflection, it brings you to the place of, what does this now mean for my life? Now, how, how am I going to get through this thing, whatever it might be? So Peter reflected on what, on what he did. And what it meant for his life. So number one was you own what, you, what you've done. Number two is you reflect on what you have done and what it means for your life moving forward. Number three is you have to realize your state of forgiveness. Now, let's turn over to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. To the praise of the glory of his grace... Wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You know, whatever decision or, or sin or whatever you have done in the past, or you might do in the future, if you're saved, it's already covered by the blood. It's already been, you're already forgiven for those things if you're saved. Now, if you're not saved... You ought to ask Christ to come into your heart and save you. You ought to, you ought to get that. You ought to get that. Get on that path to uh, to forgiveness, because there's no reason for us to carry that burden of sin on your shoulders for the rest of your life. There's no reason. There's no reason to die and go to hell when you don't have to, because of because of because Jesus made a way. He made a path, and, and that was through Him. That's the whole purpose. He died on the cross. That's the whole reason he came to earth is so that we would have a path to heaven, so that we could have our sins forgiven, so that we could, we could live a life without the burden of sin on us. 
so that we could, we could have freedom, we could have peace, because true freedom only comes from, from being, being, having, uh, being saved and having your sins forgiven and knowing that you're on your way to heaven and that Jesus Christ has paid for those sins and you're not bound by the chains of sin and bondage to, to hell when you die. I mean, it's a blessing to know that, you, know that you're on your way to heaven. And it's simply by just trusting and putting your faith in Jesus Christ and accepting his gift of, uh, of eternal life and, and just and, and putting you and believing in him. And that, I mean, that's what that's what it, that's where it starts. And so the fact is that decisions that we have made in our life, they have. And once we reflect on those things and we realize what it means for us, we got to remember our state of forgiveness and, and if you're saved, that means you're already forgiven. Now, your relationship might be a little bit rough with the Lord, and you, you need to get that right. You need to get your relationship, that communication back uh, together, like we see that what happens with Peter. But you have to, uh, you have to uh, realize your state of forgiveness. And you know how, you know how we get through, how we, in a sense, we've heard, you've probably heard people say, you've got to forgive yourself. Well, what does that mean? That really what, what it comes down to is wrapping yourself in the grace that God has for you. The grace that God has. It says in verse 6, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. His grace, we just need to bury ourselves in it. We just need to, to wrap ourselves up in, in the grace of God because that's what he, He's given us. He's given you that forgiveness of the sins that you've committed. You know, the Bible says that once you've asked for uh, forgiveness of your sins, He remembers them no more. He doesn't know what, what sin you committed. I mean, uh, we, we can't do that, but God can. He can forget the sins that we've, we've committed. And I tell you what, if we would just get to the place where if, if God can forget the sins... Uh, forget the sins that we've committed. We can wrap ourselves in that grace that God has for us, so we can get past these things and start doing and being what we're supposed to be. Now, uh, let's move on to uh, uh, the next thing, which is we got to commit yourself to the Lord. Let's turn over to Psalms chapter thirty-one. Psalms chapter thirty-one, verses uh, one, one through five. We'll read here. It says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for, the, for an house of defense to save me. Verse 3, For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for, for thy name's sake, let me, or lead me and guide me. Verse 4, Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. Verse 5, and this is what it is. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Amen. Commit, it, into thine hand I commit my spirit. Now, that's, that's the next step. You've got to commit your spirit to the Lord. That your spirit, your 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 feelings, your your heart, your mind, your just everything that makes you you, you've got to commit that to Him. And if we don't commit our spirit to Him, are you ever going to be the person you're supposed to be? No. 
You're not. You have to commit yourself. I have to commit myself. If I'm, if I'm going to be the, the husband I'm supposed to be, do I need to commit myself to myself? Mrs. Myers would say, absolutely not. <laughs> no. uh, she, she would say, I mean, I, would need, I need to commit myself to the Lord because um, she knows the kind of person I can be. It's kind of, be kind of mean at times, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, her, but the fact is we have to commit ourself, our spirit, to the Lord. We have to commit everything about us to God because if we're not, we're never going to overcome that, that thing in the past that we've done, that decision we've made. Because that our spirit, our, our, we're always going to be, in a sense, we're going to have bitterness towards ourselves. If, we if we're focusing on ourselves instead of focusing on God like we should and, and serving Him and committing our spirit to Him to ask Him for help for, to get through those things, in our life, we're never going to get past. We're never going to get, overcome those decisions that we have made in our past. So, so the first was we got to own what we have done. The second was we have to reflect on what we've done. The third is that we have to uh, we have to realize your state of forgiveness. And then the fourth thing was you got to commit your spirit to the Lord. And then the last is you have to continue in the work that God has for you to do. If we look in uh, John chapter 21, verse 15, it says, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith uh, to him again the second time, Simon, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17, He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. So, about, so this is it. So this is the last thing. We need to love Jesus. We need to love God. And we need to, as he said, feed my sheep. And what he's meaning here is get back to work. Get back to doing what God has for you to do in your particular life. Whether that means being the, being the dad you're supposed to be whether it means being the, the husband you're supposed to be, whether that means being the wife you're supposed to be, whether it means being the mother you're supposed to be, the son, the daughter, uh, the grandparent, whatever it might be, wh whatever God has for you to be in your life, whether you're a Sunday school teacher or, you're, or whatever capacity God has you serving in in your life, it means that just get back to doing what you're supposed to do and overcome those decisions that you've made because you know as Christians we can't afford to have, be bitter and hateful towards yourself though that's what the world does the world most people don't really like their self at the end of the day I, I don't I don't I don't think because of they're they're always trying to they're going after the next thing to try to make them a little bit happier 
They're trying to go after this or go after that. That's why you got people that end up on drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. They turn to things because they, they, they can't live with their self. They, they try to fill a void in their life that otherwise, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I mean, where would we be? Where would I be? I know in my family history, I kind of got an idea where I would be. And, and, and I mean, it wasn't a couple generations ago that uh, I'll just tell you this, that uh, my, my granny, uh, the way she grew up, um, her, her dad came home one, one night and uh, said, Get, give me, where's that money at? Told, to, uh, telling that to my granny's mom. She had $50. And back, back in the 1940s, and st- uh, that, was, that was a lot of money back then, especially in East Tennessee there where there wasn't much, wasn't much money. And, uh, and my granny's dad was getting ready to uh, grab the hold of, of my granny's mom and was getting ready to drag her outside back behind the house and, and, and kill her. But if it wasn't for my granny and her, her uh, brothers and sisters, they, they were holding on to her and they stopped him from doing it. See, that, that's part of my, that, that's what I know can, can, if you don't have the, if our spirit is not committed to the Lord, if, our, if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, if we're not wrapping ourselves in the grace of Jesus Christ, if we're not doing those things, my family history could go right back there. I could go back, right back there. But, if it's, uh, but since we have the grace of God, we don't have to go that direction. We don't have to fall into the trap of the world. We don't have to turn to things that, are, that, that, that don't fulfill. We don't have to turn to those things. We have the grace of God. We have Jesus Christ. We have those things, that, the, the truths of the Word of God, so that we can, we can have joy. We can have peace. We can have love in our heart. We can have that. We don't have to be bitter towards ourselves. We don't have to have hatred towards ourselves. We have, we have the love of Jesus Christ and the grace that we can wrap ourselves in so that we, don't, we, can, we can overcome things, that, uh, the decisions that we've made in our life. And last time I checked, nobody in here is perfect. I'm not perfect. I mean, we, we, we're not. We're going uh, to make mistakes in this life. We're not going to, I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, some people say, well, I'm too far gone. Well, you're never too far gone. There's Jesus Christ always has enough grace. He always has enough. He, there's, there's always enough love there for you. And he always, there's always enough patience he has for you. There's always enough grace there to wrap you up and wrap you up and, and hold you tight in his love and his grace for you in your life. So, the, so I just want to ask you, where, where are you at this morning? Or I'll have an invitation here in a minute. But, uh, but have you owned that decision yet that you made that, that's causing bitterness in your life? Have you owned it? Or are you at the place of, are you reflecting on it right now? You're thinking about it. You're thinking about it, and, and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to overcome this thing. Well, have you, have you realized your state of forgiveness yet? Are you saved this morning? Or do you know Christ is your personal Savior? <clears throat> And where's your spirit at? Is it committed to the Lord? Or are you just kind of letting your spirit kind of be down in the, in the mud and the mire right now? Are you just letting your spirit kind of be sour because of, because of those decisions? You know you're forgiven, but how do I get past this, this next part of it? How do I get past these feelings? 
Have you committed your spirit to the Lord? And uh, and then the last thing, have you are you are you just waiting to be what you're supposed to be? Are you still consumed with those things that you've done in the past, or are you ready to just get to work and help help some other people, help your children, help your parents, help whoever you can, help whoever God puts in your path? Where are you at today? Go ahead and stand, and we'll we'll pray and we'll have have the invitation. Lord, I come to you right now, and I just thank you for this morning. Thank you for the for the people here, God, with this size of a crowd this morning, Lord. I'd say there's bound to be somebody in here that's been struggling with a decision. They've made something in their past. Maybe it's even in their present, something they're trying to overcome, Lord. God, I just pray that you'd give them strength, give them help, help them to hang on to you, Lord. Help them to wrap themselves in in your grace, God. And we just thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.